Hi, this is Adasa, and welcome to another episode of Calabash Conversations. Now, this week, we'll be talking about decolonizing the mind. It seems like kind of a strange topic, but it's rather relevant. So, before we really get in, I'm going to ask you a few questions, and I would love for you to think about them. And answer. So one, what is your concept or your definition of self? Two, where did that concept or definition originate? Three, who and or what has influenced your definition of self? Four, who are you. Now, when you think about these questions, were you honestly able to answer them and say that your mind is not or has never been colonized? Now, before you answer that question, let's look at one of the definitions of the word colonize. One of the definitions says that to colonize means to appropriate a place or domain for one's own use. But when you think about it, can a place really be colonized? Isn't it the people who are actually colonized and the domain being colonized is the mind? Now, you only have to look at history and all the different countries or territories which have been colonies and see if it isn't really the people, the minds of the people that has in effect been colonized. So what colonization really is, is the settling among and establishing of control of a people. So in effect, you own the minds, you own the people. So how does that look? A mind which is colonized, what does that look like? Well, restricted, confused, unidirectional. These are all traits of the mind or mental state that is trying to break free from the implants of its foreign occupants. During our youth, we have constantly been bombarded with information that is disguised as knowledge. And now that we're starting to see things differently. You know, things are being revealed to us. We start getting confused and fearful. So what do we do? We reject them and we say that they are wrong. Why do we do this? We do this because our one-tracked minds are not allowing us to imagine anything outside of what it is that we have been programmed to believe. Now, as a people, we are traumatized by the events of our past and taught the language and history of our captors. This trauma is passed on in the form of subtle energy when conception takes place and it is reinforced once we exit the womb. 
So think about that. We are in effect creating, birthing, and nurturing traumatized beings with colonized minds. We know so little about ourselves, our true selves, and we continue to struggle with accepting that which our subconscious is trying to reveal to us at times. Our very way of thinking actually belongs to someone else. And until we get these someone else out of our heads, we're in trouble. In 1937, Marcus Mosiah Garvey, he delivered a speech in Sydney, Nova Scotia, in which he said in part, we are going to emancipate ourselves from mental slavery because whilst others might free the body, none but ourselves can free the mind. Mind is your only ruler, sovereign. The man who is not able to develop and use his mind is bound to be the slave of the other man who uses his mind. Think about that for a minute. Most of us, if not all listening, are familiar with the words from this speech. We're familiar with the words. We've heard them before in songs sung by Bob Marley. But this is actually where it originated. Really think about your mind, your only ruler. Think about it. One of the fruits or qualities that the Holy Spirit makes manifest in one is self-control. So self-control is defined or defined as the trait of resolutely controlling your own behavior or controlling one's impulses. Now, incidentally, in American Sign Language, self-control is literally signed as self rule. But how though can you rule yourself from a mind that is controlled or influenced by someone else? A mind appropriated by someone else for their own use. A colonized mind. How can you rule yourself? How can we rule ourselves from a mind as such? The answer is that we can't. So to move forward, we have to talk about decolonizing or freeing the mind. And not just talk about it, but actually do it. Let's define decolonization. So decolonization was once viewed as the formal process of handing over the instruments of government. But now, it is now recognized as a long-term process. So decolonization, it doesn't happen overnight. 
And this long-term process of decolonization, it involves uh, the cultural, linguistic, and psychological divesting of colonial power. So what decolonization in effect does is it restores the indigenous worldview, it restores culture and traditional ways, and it replaces someone else's interpretation of history with indigenous perspectives of history. And in this conversation, when we're talking about indigenous, I'm talking about native to self. So whilst it is that many or most listening are immigrants, so you have now moved away from your country of birth, so your country of origin, of origin, you're still indigenous as far as this conversation is concerned because we're talking about indigenous or native, natural, to, self. Back to decolonization. It, breaking it down, it is simply about shifting the way we view ourselves. It is time for us to remember, retrieve, and reclaim our indigenous or natural ways of being. So this includes our family structure, our community, culture, spiritual practices, language, history, and traditions. It's about going back to fetch that which was lost. So incorporating ancient wisdom in modern times. Decolonization of the mind is actually a reclamation of self, a return to self. Here's a share from my journal that I wrote. I wrote this April 17, 2019. So this is it. It says, I returned from Jamaica in an extremely high and upbeat state of mind. Happy is what I was. I felt as if I had reclaimed and reconnected parts of me in Jamaica and was now excited about moving forward and creating with these pieces. I later sat and I journeyed. So I journeyed not in the physical sense, but on the mental plane. And there I saw the bird, which is representative of Sankofa. And I saw a tree with part of the roots above ground, so not touching the ground at all. So this tree was a massive tree, but partially uprooted. And when I inquired as to what this meant, I was gifted with this. One, retrieving wisdom from the past. Two, building to reconnect one's roots. As I am journaling, this quote from Marcus Garvey surfaced. A people 
without knowledge of their past history, origin, and culture is like a tree without roots. So how? How does one build to reconnect to one's roots? That's it. That's my journal entry or a part of my journal entry from April 17, 2019. So continuing with this conversation and actually answering that question, how does one build to reconnect to one's roots? Well, we get to know or divine nature. So that part of you which surfaces when all the mind chatter has quietened, the part which is in constant communication with your creator. For those listening who are Bible readers or familiar with what is in the Bible, 2 Corinthians 3, 17 says, where the spirit of God is, there is freedom. And Isaiah 11, 2 to 3 breaks down the spirit of God into the spirit of wisdom, understanding, knowledge, counsel, and might. So decolonization or to decolonize one's mind means again that we we have to return to self. Return, reconnect to our roots. Get to know your divine nature. And your divine nature is that part of you that is in constant communication with your creator. I will leave you with the words from the song I really love. It's from the Sound of, Sound of Blackness and it's called Familiar Waters. It goes like this. Too long away from who I am. Too far removed from all I can. Be not afraid what lies ahead. It holds your heart too long dead. Your soul awakes to a brighter day. Sings new your voice to light the way. Steps in beyond to a higher ground where true peace is richly found. Getting back to familiar waters. A true place found deep inside. Something known but long forgotten. Once removed, now redefined. Familiar waters. Wrapped in joy. Told in time. It is time for us to return. Return to familiar waters. The conversation continues on Instagram at Calabash Conversations. I invite your comments 
and your experiences. This is Adasa for another episode of Calabash Conversations, reminding you that the medicine you carry is ancient. Remember who you are and return to wholeness.